Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! During the fall, the weeks start to just fly by just because of the rhythm of football. But guess what? We're into that mode now already in basketball season. Welcome in. Nuanas now. Happy Thursday. We are coming to you on 102.9 FM ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and on the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks so much for hanging out and uh, following along. Ton to get to today. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops back for a third season. Uh, second basketball season we've done this. We also had a fun summer series this last year. So Krista Redpath, our women's basketball analyst here, will uh, be in studio with us as she's in studio with us as we speak. So we'll get to uh, the week that was and the week that will be around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Uh, also talk a little bit about the men's side of things. And then hour number two, we got some NFL and we got a debut here on Nuanas now. Eric Duft, he's been at Weber State for 17 seasons, but he's in his first season as the head coach. He has the unenviable task of taking over for the winningest coach in Big Sky Conference history and Randy Ray. It's a bizarre experience for me. I was thinking about this. The very first Big Sky tournament I ever covered was when I was a sophomore in college. I was like 20 years old, and I drove down to Ogden to cover it when Weber State's men were the, the uh, hosts. That was Coach Ray's first year. Got to know Randy really well over the years. And then tonight, I'm going to go to Weber State at Montana. I've probably been to 50 Weber State-Montana games in my life. First time since I was a little kid where it's not Randy Ray on the other sideline. But good to have Coach Duff caught up with him uh, earlier this week. Weber State's men's basketball team is here uh, in Missoula tonight. Should be a fun matchup. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show, 1029ESPN.com or ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to participate in the conversation, whether it's Big Sky Women's Hoops, Big Sky Men's Basketball, or our NFL betting lines with Brooks Nuanez, you can... Just remember that number, 406-888-1029. Hi, Krista. How you doing? I'm great, Coulter. So good to be here. Uh, first of all, on the Weber State note, I heard uh, you said you uh, got to spend some time with one of your guys last night. I did. Uh, Steve Glauke. We get to know our fellow colleagues in the media world. It's one of the best parts about working in media is you sort of have these uh, just natural friends because they have the same life as you, and uh, then you get to know them well, and uh, you've gotten to be good friends with Steve, so I, it's probably called, good to see him. I called my second tournament for the Big Sky Conference, and Steve Clawkey called it with me. The first year of the neutral site tournament in Reno, we stayed in Circus Circus. Circus <laughs> Circus, oh my gosh. And um, it was just, it was great, because obviously I was pretty raw then, and green, and just getting used to calling games, and Steve was just, he built me up, and he helped me be who I am today. I'm very grateful. We still talk about things like Idaho State upsetting Montana State number nine versus number one seed. He's just so quick and he remembers games, scenarios, and players. Just grateful for his mentorship and friendship. Speaking of Weber State as well, there's some news from the Weber State's women's program, right? So some roster overturn. I know Emma Torbert stepped away from the team. We're not sure exactly what happened there, um, but that is a different look for this Weber State team who faces the Lady Grizz tonight in Ogden. Weber has had its struggles, its fair share of struggles. 
since Valada Harris took over, Weber's women's basketball team has actually been on sort of a crazy roller coaster because there was a moment in time where uh, they went multiple seasons without a conference win. It was like a long streak. I remember when they actually broke the streak, and uh, then they became very good. When Beth Ann Ward was there, she got it rolling a little bit. They won 20 games a couple times. Then she took a different job. Vlad Harris stepped in. I've always appreciated how hard they've played, um, but Torbert's a big loss. I mean, Torbert's one of the most skilled bigs in the league and uh, one of the only bigs in the league that can really step out and, and handle it and shoot it and pass it and all that. So um, that's a that's a tough loss for Weber State. We'll come back to that one. Uh, this week in uh, Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath is presented by Laird Cowley, uh, PLLC, Attorneys at Law. At Laird Cowley, the firm strives for professionalism and excellence in everything they do. Their clients deserve the very best, and Laird Cowley makes sure that they get that done every day. Laird Cowley is proud to represent individuals and businesses throughout the Western United States. The firm actively practices in state and federal courts of Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Colorado, in addition to handling the following types of personal matters, commercial litigation, personal injury, insurance litigation, professional negligence, family law, employment law, construction litigation, and business law. Visit www.lairdcowley.com. That's L-A-I-R-D-C-O-W-L-E-Y.com to learn more. Uh, what's been going on with Hellgate Hoops? I heard there was some, some sweet game. I mean, last week was like a great week in Western AA. There was a bunch of great games. All the way into early this week, too. There was Crosstown earlier this week with Sentinel and Big Sky. But it uh, sounded like it was a pretty good matchup between the Helena schools and Hellgate last week. I know they got capital and they came up short against Helena High. What would you think of the Hellgate boys? Well, I, I am a fan. I think they're going to be right in the mix. They had a great game. They beat Butte on Tuesday night. Yeah. So it's it's interesting having these Tuesday games. So I'm a little beat, Colter. <laughs> yeah, right. Butte, and then yesterday, Evan played against Sentinel, actually for freshman and sophomore. So Chris's have- older boy is playing for Hellgate. That's why we're always <laughs> giving the Hellgate updates. Yes, but it's I think that they're going to be a real competitive and in the mix. And obviously, cross-town games are so emotional, and it'll be fun to um, be a part of that for the first time this year. So Crosstown for Hellgate and who? who they, which They they actually play Sentinel. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, tomorrow. So uh, Big Sky and Sentinel had a, a doubleheader. The uh, Sentinel girls beat the Big Sky girls, and then the uh, Big Sky boys beat the Sentinel boys earlier this week. And so now you got Hellgate Sentinel uh, coming up uh, later on this week, so that'll be very fun. Now let's take a look at what went down. Uh, over the league this last weekend, or I guess we did this last Wednesday, so it was actually Thursday and Saturday games to get you caught up on here around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Eastern Washington beat Portland State 65-56 in Portland. Montana State took care of business against Northern Colorado 61-40 in Bozeman. NAU came here to uh, Missoula and posted a 76-74 victory. That's NAU's first win in Missoula since 2007, so congratulations to Lori Payne and her squad. That was a big one uh, last Thursday here at Dahlberg Arena. Sac State went to Moscow, drilled Idaho 71-56. Then your Saturday slate, uh, Sac State kept the winning ways going, completed the road sweep 82-74 over Eastern Washington. NAU also got the coveted Treasure State sweep 85-80 over Montana State in Bozeman. Idaho State and Weber State 65-52. Uh, in Pocatello, that was their lone game for those two squads last week. And then Montana bounced back from that NAU loss with an 82-60 to win over Northern Colorado. And then Portland State, 53-43 over Idaho. So here's some of your storylines when it comes to those scores. First and foremost, how about Portland State's women? It's been a, a long road. You had to feel for Chelsea Gregg taking over as a first-year head coach, taking over for Lynn Kennedy, who led Portland State to the NCAA tournament. So big shoes to fill. And then they went over in the in the uh, regular season last year, but it wasn't just their first win. That's a big win because Idaho is as one of projected as one of the front runners in this conference. So congratulations to Coach Greg and her squad. When we do look at this team, though, they were zero and twenty in conference last year, Coulter, but five and twenty three overall. And last year they were real close. They lost to Southern Utah by one, Idaho yeah. State by three. So Chelsea Greg was getting them there, but a first year coach trying to figure out her personnel. I'll say the biggest factor for Portland State beating Idaho is Chelsea Gregg was able to retain her roster, which shows mm-hmm. you a lot about her character and what she's building for Portland State. Because if you are finished 0-20 and that transfer portal is looking pretty ripe, they didn't jump into it. And so I look at that and think these girls have played together. They're cohesive. They've had some minutes under their belt and they just outplayed Idaho. And they and Idaho looked out of gas in the fourth quarter. Totally. And, and we'll come back to the Vandals here in a minute. But it, it is true 
Um, I mean, Portland State struggles last year partially due to a really young roster, partially being able to not really just break through for those the victories that they wanted. But then they also had the circumstances of COVID. I mean, they hardly Still. they were not able to practice. I mean, when, no. when Chelsea Gregg was sitting up there at the end of the year press conference, she said, "Hey, I am so proud of my team because we made it to the end." She's like, "We practiced seven times between the beginning of the season and right now. I don't know how I'm supposed to do anything with a team that we can only practice seven times." And uh, they did have some good young talent last year. You could see that, and uh, several of those young ladies are back. I mean, you look at the league leaders in scoring. But Esmeralda Morales is sitting there. 16-plus points per game. She's in the top 10. Jada Lewis was a great player last year. She's having a good year already this year as well. So they have some good pieces. And they do. And I look at the addition of, I, I want to call it Cinco Cent or Century McCartney. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure. We're sure. going to figure out exactly what she wants to be called. But she's a junior tra- a junior college transfer from Northeastern. She's from the Bronx, New York. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a big, you know, we talked about her last week. But she's also a real agile 5'11-inch guard. And I think she's also come into the mix with four veterans players for Portland State, and she's given Chelsea Gregg that extra lift that she needs. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now, uh, presented by Laird Cowley Law. Uh, Number two storyline coming out of the Big Sky Conference this last week. Uh, NAU comes up to Montana, and they win in Missoula, and then they also go on the road and win in Bozeman, too. That's I mean, it's a tough road trip to sweep Anytime, but that, that's big time for Lori Payne's squad. First sweep since 2005. The only This only happened two times in the history of the rivalry. <laughs> so that could just tell you right there what that means for Coach Payne. And just incredible play by Northern Arizona. And we just we can't have this conversation, Coulter, without talking about Regan Skank yeah. and what she brings. Love her. She's a great player. I mean, her stat line is just incredible. So close to a triple-double against Montana State. 16 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 10 points, 9, nine assists, and three, bounds, re, 3 rebounds against Montana. That's just incredible. The way that she is able to demand the ball and push the pace, too. Like, when NAU gets a stop... She makes herself visible, boom, and the ball is up. And it's amazing. I, I love the style that they play with. They have multiple shooters. You can tell Lori Payne's told the whole squad, hey, you got the green light. If you catch it in transition, you're open, let her fly, right? I mean, from from Rotobot to Atrogi, I mean, they have a lot of, of weapons. They have a, a lot of offensive firepower. They do, and Coach Payne talked about that turnovers were so key against Montana and Montana State. And for both games... NAU had 21 turnovers. They were averaging 18 per game heading into the Montana games. And to hold, you know, to just have 21 is pretty good for her squad. And she really attributed that to their wins and why they were successful. It's a it's an interesting fold, too, because I, I do think that, I mean, point guards are important in basketball all the way around. But uh, in women's basketball, especially mid-major women's basketball, having a veteran point guard, especially one that is on the same page with the head coach, it can get you so far, and you see that in the big sky. I mean, that is like a directly correlated thing to success. When the point guard coaches like Trisha Binford and Lori Payne have great point guards, their teams hum along pretty darn nicely. Absolutely. Regan Sink is right there. And I think that just the, the addition of Montana Ultergy, just with her pace, she brings a lot to. She gets up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that just gives them another weapon on the offensive end. But you completely alluded to it, Coulter. Multiple weapons. They looked really good. They've had some stumbles as well, sure. which we'll talk to more, you know, talk about more in the show. But right now, it's looking really good for NAU. Clyde Jadine has also made great strides there at Sacramento State. She is looking like the front runner for newcomer of the year in the league. And it's been very impressive because uh, Liliana Tillman was the MVP of the league at Sac State last year in Mark Campbell's first season. Uh, Liana Tillman, excuse me, uh, was the the MVP last year, Mark Campbell's first season. And she did it with uh, impressive numbers, 20 points per game, also led the conference in assists. But her shooting splits, uh, you know, she shot the ball okay. Dean is doing this in a very high usage way like uh, Tillman was, but she's shooting it at a much higher percentage. She's the player of the week this week. She's got Sac State rolling. And I thought for sure that it would be co-player of the week with Regan Skank. So sure. I just have to I just have to put that little I just was shocked, but amazing stats. You can't totally. take away from her. But I mean, you just have to give credit to Mark Campbell uh, for bringing in a level, a caliber level player like Kyrika Dean after losing Liana Tillman and being able to bring that level into the big sky culture. We don't see that very much. We see programs bring in point guards that they develop. Sure. We don't see a coach that brings in right. these high level guards that are able to elevate a program. And so it's just really 
fascinating to look at Mark Campbell and Sac State. One of the biggest storylines in the Big Sky in women's basketball a year ago was the fact that there was five new head coaches in the league. I've never seen that before uh, in a league now with just the 10 teams in it. I guess Southern Utah was in the league last year, so 11 teams, but still about half of the league had new head coaches. And uh, you've seen, uh, I think, all of the second-year head coaches. Uh, Northern Colorado, they are going through some growing pains right now. They have a lot of young players. We'll get to them in a minute. But all the other ones, Easter Washington, Portland State, they look better. Montana, to be determined, but then Sac State is very good. And Mark Campbell, at least, we're only about a season and a half into this, but he's having the most success of these second-year coaches. Uh, in your mind, Krista, what can you point to? I mean, what has helped Mark Campbell have great success here in year two at SAC? Well, I will say 12-2, and two, his non-conference schedule, he didn't leave the state of California. It was so, a good, good strategy. And in a way, Coulter, we could talk about this strategy because non-conference, we have programs like Montana and Montana State that schedule up in non-conference. Sure. I mean, Montana had three pack opponents. They played at Colorado State. They went down to the Thanksgiving tournament in Los Angeles. They played... Um, Wichita State and Cal. They were at Washington State. They went to Gonzaga. Totally. Uh, They had a real um, nice win against South Dakota. But flip over to Montana State. They played at BYU. They played Arizona State. They went to North Texas. They played South Dakota State. Played LSU. Played San Jose State. Played Nevada. Had a big win against St. Mary's here before. So their strategy for scheduling is slightly different than a Mark Campbell who schedules all within a certain proximity. Teams that are, um, you know, travel is tough. And so you you get this 12 and you you get 12 wins in the non-conference. But let's talk about that as conference evolves. Is that a good strategy to come in with all that momentum? They're in a six-game winning streak. They are stepping on the floor thinking, we are going to win. And so you look at some of these other programs that think about scheduling up and trying to fight through adversity, find combinations, put four quarters of basketball together. Well, Sac State's already there. Are they able to sustain it all the way until March will be the question. I mean, it reminds me of the way that the Grizz football team used to schedule in the heyday of Bobby Houck 1.0. Like Coach Houck used to always say, I don't care who we beat. If we're on a six or seven game winning streak, we believe we can beat anybody. So I'm trying to win all my non-conference games, you know, 49-7. Because I don't care who we played, because if we then win three more conference games, now all of a sudden, you know, we're a top five team and we got all the confidence in the world. And uh, it is. It's, it's an interesting strategy. Also, it's a unique thing for Sacramento State because nowhere else can you be be able to schedule like that. I mean, it's not as if they were just playing, you know, down or anything like that. I mean, they're playing Big West teams. They're playing, uh, you know, Fresno State. They played a Mountain West team. So they're, they're playing Decent De- opponents. Decent opponents, for sure. It's it's different than Washington State or Gonzaga, for sure, but they're playing decent opponents. So, I don't know. I, I, I give them a lot of credit for doing that, though, and uh, they're playing at a really high level right now. I, I love the way they're playing. I mean, they have the premier player underneath in Isnel Natabo. I for mean, sure. you can't take away from the fact that she's a, only a junior. That's crazy. She has size. She plays over 35 minutes a game, Coulter. So she gets up and down the floor. I mean, she's shooting like 67%. How can you, if you have a guard like, you know, Kalijah, or I mean, if you have a guard and then you also have um, that inside presence and then you add a Katie Penaweta in the Mm -hmm. mix and you have a pretty well-rounded ball club. They are certainly, they're playing a similar style to that they were a year ago. They're just doing it a lot more efficiently. So we'll see if Sac State can keep it going. Another storyline from around the league, Idaho opened up conference play with a sweep of the Montana schools, uh, and then they uh, lost both games last weekend. Uh, sound the alarm or probably not? I mean, just, just sort of the ebbs and flows of a season here? I, I think it's ebbs and flows. I will say this. Sydney Gandy was in foul trouble. Yeah. When she's in foul trouble, Idaho's not that deep. Yeah. And they haven't been I shouldn't say they don't have another guard, but they have yet to prove. They have someone sure. else that can step in for Sydney Gandy when she just can't play. She played 23 minutes. Yeah. And if you if you don't have her, that's that's a real tough um, uphill battle for Idaho. Beyonce B is always going to get hers. She's going to totally. get her points. She's going to get her rebounds. But there's a Liana, you know, there's also you look at um, other personnel for Idaho and Tiana Johnson is another one. She didn't get a rebound. Yeah, right. That's something that I know when I look at that stat line, John Newley is going, get in there and right, rebound. Totally. I mean, they're getting out rebounded. Sydney Gandy's in foul trouble. They're also going to have an up and down year. Coach Newley's not going to give up. He's not going to roll over. Sure. We know this. He's in his 15th year. He knows what this is all about. Totally. But there are going to be some bumps and bruises for Idaho along the way. Well, the style that they play, too, um, it's so predicated on how they shoot the ball. And they shot the lights out against the Cats and the Grizz, and uh, they rolled in those games. And, 
you know, so I agree with you. I think that that's probably be a, 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 an emphasis. Hey, how can we figure out a way to to win games if, if we don't shoot the ball well? Uh, but have make no mistake, uh, Coach Newley will certainly have uh, his squad ready by the time the postseason rolls around. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath uh, here on Nuanas now. Uh, last one, and then we'll uh, hear a, a slight bit from uh, Seton Sobolewski, uh, Idaho State's head coach, Andrew, uh, Andrew Houghton, caught up with Seton uh, earlier this week. But Idaho State is... Uh, 3-0, and oh. and uh, you know, it, it, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, we talk about Coach Newley being there for 15 years. We have Coach Soboleski that's been there for 15 years. And I will say this about Idaho State. They were picked 8th and 6th, respectively, coming into this season because they lost Montana Ultrigi to the transfer portal. They lost Diaba Canante to the transfer portal. Sure. They lost Tamika Whitman to the transfer portal. It happens. But you're looking at Coach Soboleski and thinking, personnel-wise, he's down. But that's not how he works. He has an identity at Idaho State. He just has one. We know this, Coulter. Totally. And so I look at Callie Bourne, Finley Garnett, um, Carson Boswell, who's given them good minutes. These are players that haven't necessarily gotten the minutes for Coach Sobolewski. They stepped right into his system and have produced. The game of the week, or the game of the night, I should say, in uh, men's hoops, is here in Missoula because Weber State and Montana always a war. Doesn't matter who's good, who's not. I mean, they're almost always both good, but uh, it's always a war with Weber State and Montana take the court in men's hoops. The game of the night is going to be tonight in Pocatello. It's it's all about Idaho State, Montana State. It's funny because Cats and the Grizz are such a fierce rivalry, but because Coach Sobolewski's been there for 15 years and Coach Binford has been at Montana State for 18 years, it's that's the that's the ne- next rivalry in this league. I mean, they have played so many big games against each other over the years. I want to break that down further when we can. Later Ab- in the show. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll come back to uh, both Lady Grizz and Montana State thoughts uh, in the second segment. But first, a couple minutes from Andrew Houghton with Idaho State head coach Seton Sobolewski. His team hosts the Montana schools this week. Some uh, insight on the matchups. Yeah, and the story around you guys, of course, coming into the year was just. Losing so much talent from that team last year, and that was both with graduation and players' careers ending, and then you also lost some players to the transfer portal. I guess, first, have you ever been in a situation like that where you've lost so much talent? How did you go about handling it, and and what have you seen from a team that's almost all new this year? Well, yeah, it's. I think for me and I think for a lot of coaches, um, it's new territory you know, with the whole uh, transfer portal. And I've had teams where we've lost talent, but we've lost it gradually <laughs> in, in graduation. Uh, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, the way it happened last year. And, you know, the, the, the way it played out last year, it was a good thing and a tough thing to rebound from. I mean, you had this group of older kids that probably through their experience and their, 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 their hunger – they, that's why they won back-to-back championships, and they were old enough, and, and we did have the right accumulation of talent to to win back-to-back championships. So that was great to have for two years. But then once the year after happens with graduation and the portal, um, you know, you kind of see some of that stuff coming. But um, it's new territory for me, and, and we're trying to work through it. And what's our strategy going to be moving forward, you know, handling the portal and and uh, how much do you recruit that? And between that and junior college and freshmen, like, you know, we're still trying to figure out that strategy. I'll tell you, nothing replaces a kid that's been in your program, though, for four or five years in terms of them learning a system and, and becoming a future maybe Hall of Fame player because, you know, they've been there a while. And, and um, you know, they're just nowhere to expect and figure out how to compete and win at that point. So, I don't know. It's, it's new territory, and we're still figuring it all out. But, you know, I'm optimistic. We're going to just keep plugging along. Well, that's right. And you did have at least a couple players who have been in the program, and the big one that everybody around the Big Sky Conference will know. Callie Bourne came back for her graduate year. Finley Garnett's taken a big step up this year. Just what is it about those two who have been in your program for a couple years being able to, to stick around and maybe provide some leadership? Well, yeah, you, you hit it right there. It's it, They're invaluable, you know, in terms of their leadership and their experience and guiding and leading these, these young kids and these new kids in our program, you know, kind of teaching them our system and how we do things. And then, you know, Finley and Callie are both, you know, still 
improving and growing themselves. And they're, they're ready to take another step forward where they're going to take on a little bit more scoring and handling a ball and responsibility for tough defensive assignments. And, and uh, they're ready for that. But those two guys are just super, super important to us. And, um, you know, I'm indebted to their, their commitment to the program and, and what they're doing for us. The big new name for you guys has been Laura Bello, second in the league in rebounding at nine rebounds per game, also averaging 10.4 points per game, so a near double-double. What can you tell us about her? Because that that's a name that I don't think a lot of people around the league will recognize. Yeah, yeah, she, she is a, a new player to us, uh, someone we uh, recruited out of the transfer portal. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, coached her down in Texas and then, you know, recruited her to a small school in Kansas. But, you know, she is uh, one of the, the the best athletes I've ever coached. You know, Diaba was an exceptional speed and athleticism and just athletic in every way. Uh, but Laura is that version, but in a 6'2", 6'3", body. And she's just an exceptional athlete and jumper. And, you know, she's doing some really good things for us with rebounding and defense and scoring without really even knowing what she's doing yet. <laughs> you know, that, and that's the cool part. That's the cool part, knowing you know, you still have her for three more years and you can keep developing her and, and, you know, we give her some more time and, and get her, get her a year or so under her belt. And she's going to be a, a really good player, but her athleticism, her jumping ability, um, is unlike I've had ever at Idaho state in a post position. Should be really fun in Pocatello tonight, Montana state play it at Idaho state around the big sky in women's hoops. Chris Redpath in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas this week is presented by Laird and Cowley, attorneys at law. In line with Laird and Cowley's principles of professionalism and excellence, the firm takes a team approach to your case. Clients benefit from Laird and Cowley's collaborative process, attention to detail, and tenacity. The firm is able to handle all cases, regardless of size and nature. We're talking all Bobcats and Lady Grizz on the other side, a Montana heavy around the big sky of women's hoops Segment two, keep it right here. New on is now ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio Missoula. We're adjusting so that we can make sure that all of Chris's great prep gets in the, the I, camera. I show. know. It's, it's, it could be more notes. I just feel safe, Coulter, when I have Good. paper and notes around me. Hey, it, it is. You if you are, saw my office, you would just yeah. you would not even be able to handle that. You are, uh, you know, this is what Division, Division One Athletics gets you. It makes you very prepared on time. Love it. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas, Chris Redpath, in the midst of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. This week, it's presented by Laird and Cowley, attorneys at law. At the head of the team is Corey Laird. Corey is rated AV preeminent by Martindale Hubble Peer-Reviewed Rating Service. Corey is recognized as a super lawyer by Mountain State's Super Lawyers. Only the top 5% of each state's attorneys are selected by selected as excuse me super lawyers. Corey was also recognized as a rising star by Mountain State's super lawyers. Uh, your friend of Corey's, a very impressive guy. He really is. You know, raised on a wheat farm in north central Montana. I don't think it gets any better than that. And he really learned the importance of hard work and accountability being raised on a farm. Um, but yes, Corey and Bryn are my friends. They have three awesome kids. 
make sure you keep track of Spencer and Emmy and Jack Laird because they will be something for Missoula Loyola in the next few years. Bryn's sister, Jill Hinkle, played with me for the Lady Grizz. Oh, cool. So there's a lot of connections. Just a really good family. Totally. I uh, I know we have one of uh, Corey's cousins on the air as well. Uh, Jamie Restaurant Supply is owned by uh, the Laird brothers over in Bozeman. And uh, Ian was texting me and saying... He's like, how many Lairds are you going to sell your radio show to? And I was like, well, how many are you? I mean, you got more businesses. We'll, we'll sell it to him. But Corey and his partner, Jane Crowley, who has been consistently selected uh, uh, by her peers for her inclusion in the Best Lawyers in America, Women in Law and Family Edition, along with three associates, Tyler Smith, Lindsay Mullineau, and Riley Wavra, are ready to serve all your legal needs. Visit LairdCowley.com or call 406 541 7,400 to learn more. Before we get into some analysis about the weekend that was for both Montana and Montana State, was there anything uh, crazy surprising that happened in the league last week? I mean, I guess Portland State getting their first win over Chelsea Gregg, that's probably something a little bit surprising. I I think this, yes, I definitely think that was the biggest one for me when I look at it. I I feel like all these games are big, Coulter. I take each one of them very serious, and we try to bring equal representation. But certain scenarios and rivalries uh, might get you just a little bit more recognition. I think I give some slack to some of these teams that uh, maybe have younger rosters. Northern Colorado, which is... I mean, nine freshmen. Nine freshmen. I was startled watching Northern Colorado Saturday because... We, we knew Hannah Simbatal, one of the best players in the league. She was on my all-league preseason ballot, and uh, she's just a gamer. I love how hard she plays both sides of the ball. Uh, but I guess I didn't, I hadn't realized that they had such a massive roster overturn. I mean, nine freshmen is a crazy number. They had three freshmen in the starting lineup. Well, and I think that that also shows that Kristen Matillo in her second year is looking for her own foundation to totally. build. And two Anayas that are actually pretty sure. impressive. The Anaya Hall is a 6'3 freshman and Anaya Wayne that's a 5'8 guard. Interesting to have two totally. um, on the roster with that unique name. Um, but I think that, you know, they're, they're, they have some young players, but you have, to, you have to look at what someone's building. And we talk about a Sac State that brings in that high-level player, maybe he's a junior college transfer or a transfer from the transfer portal. When I look at UNC, she's more interested in bringing in and developing. And I noticed that last year when I watched her practice. I watched them practice in Boise. Very methodical with her approach. Um, her, her practice plan was down to crossing her T's and dotting her I's. And uh, she just had a way about her with connection with her players. And I think in a couple of years, you're going to see them come on the scene. If they can maintain and continue to develop Anaya Hall, I thought she was the one that really flashed to me the most out of all those freshmen. 6'3". She, I mean, she's 6'3". She's very strong. Uh, she runs really well. I mean, a lot of times at this level, if you have a gal that's 6'3 or taller, they don't get up the down the court that well. She moved really well. She moves well on defense. And uh, it seemed like she had a good mentality. I mean, she had a good game against the Lady Grizz on Saturday. But uh, Northern Colorado certainly has uh, some strides to make because they're certainly a, a young team in this league. Let's talk about the Lady Grizz, though, because um, I thought Thursday's game against Northern Arizona was a very interesting one. It was a very competitive game. It was not a very good game. And what I mean by that is neither team played that well. And I think both coaches would tell you, we could play a heck of a lot better than this. And then finally it got in the middle of the fourth quarter and both teams were like, well, we've kind of been going back and forth and shooting a lot of bad shots and turning the ball over and let's not do that anymore. And then it was a really fun and well-played game for like the last four minutes of the game. But Northern Arizona uh, comes out on top. Brian Holsinger was um, very, very upset after the game because, I mean, if it's a home game. It's, it's a, a home game. It's a home game, but also if your team gives up 15 offensive rebounds, you know exactly <laughs> what to point to as a, hey, ladies, we can do this a heck of a lot better. I also will say Carmen fouling out yeah, on G- the moving Carmen screen. Carmen being uh, uh, in foul trouble and then subsequently fouling out hurt Montana for sure. And defensively, the Lady Grizz left a lot on the table to be desired for. for and sure. I think Brian Holsinger would be the first to admit that, that they are searching for that defensive identity. Um, Sophie Glancy, the freshman for NAU, had a game, but she had a lot of two-foot looks. And you cannot get back down to the basket and expect those officials to give you anything once you get down there. And she just was able to have her way as a freshman down low. Montana loses 76-74 to Northern Arizona. They bounce back for an 82-60 win over Northern Colorado. So it's good for Lady Grizz morale to bounce back and get the victory. Uh, I did think that they improved certain things on Saturday, but I do still think that's the glaring thing that Montana has to look at is they let Sophie Glancy catch the ball two feet from the basket. She had 22 points, I mean, on what, 12 shots? I mean, she was like 10 of 12 from the field. And then the next, I mean, two nights later, 
She looks all world. She's getting dribbles all over. Where's the guard coming and taking right? away that dribble? Totally. So. And then and then Anaya Hall caught the ball on the block with ease against Northern Colorado uh, when the Lakers played Northern Colorado too. So I do think that. They're a work in progress when it comes to protecting the rim and, and, and the paint. They are, and it's gross. Okay, we have seen Keely Burton-Oliver come on, and it is just so awesome to watch her. She's really talented. Keely Burton-Oliver or Carmen G. Feller have to be on the floor for Montana. And totally. if they have foul trouble and they are out, they fall off only because they're young. Okay, they're young. They just, that defensive side of the ball is so much more challenging than offense. Take it from a player who... I think I was close to Lori Payne where I just saw offense in high school. <laughs> right. um, but then coming into Coach Selvig's system, defensively is where you see these kids really have to catch up. But, I mean, if you're Coach Holsinger, you have to be happy with that bounce back win. Carmen with 24. Gina Markson really stepped in. 16 points, four assists, and zero turnovers, Coulter. So that's an impressive stat. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Laird and Cowley Attorneys at Law. Professionalism, excellence, experience, and relationships. That's what you can expect at Laird and Cowley. Visit LairdCowley.com to learn more. Uh, I'm just so interested if you can shift that mentality because Montana's... Uh, that's the, the, the two main storylines for me to lady, for the Lady Grizz is, one, they have this interesting juxtaposition where they have these three senior stars that all are very well-known players around the league, and Gina Marks and Sammy Facken and Carmen G. Feller, and then a whole bunch of young players, like nothing but sophomores and freshmen, basically. So how do you me- mesh that, right? Like, how much can the seniors pull the freshmen along? How much can you trust the freshmen in the clutch moments? There's going to have to find some balance there. And then the second part is pretty much every single one of the players on their team is an offensively-oriented player. You, you can play a certain semblance of defense. If it was up to me, I'd just say roll the ball out there and score 90 points, but I don't think that's in Brian Holsinger's uh, makeup. He wants it to be about defense. Well, and there's ways to control that, to controlling transition. I mean, that's something that right. Montana has to get better at or defending for the that's entire what shot against, clock. That's what killed him against NAU is either transition or just giving up the offensive rebound. Right, and or being able to, they, they're great, they'll defend for 25 seconds, then they'll lose it. And right. they'll lose track of who has the ball or they have a breakdown. And that's where I think Coach Holsinger, he's a teacher by nature. That's his coaching style. And so I think he's working on that. That's the growing pains that we're going to see for Montana. On the Montana State side of things, they are the defending Big Sky Conference champions. This group has had a, an incredible amount of success. Like the gals that are seniors, Cole Bad Bear and Darian White and Madison Jackson, they were freshmen on that Big Sky title team that should have gone in the NCAA tournament. Then they get back there as juniors last year. And then now they sort of have that target on their backs. Uh, they have been up and down. And, and I think it's interesting because they played a really good non-conference. They had some big non-conference wins. And uh, here they are at 2-2. Two and two. I don't know if it's just a matter of them hitting their stride or what. They just there's, There seems to be some sort of a missing link. But also, they still have who I think, once she turns it on, is the best player in the league in Darian White. So uh, we'll see what, where Montana State goes from here. But, I mean, what have you seen out of the Bobcats? Well, it's hard to question Coach Benford knowing that they won last year and they were able to make it um, work the way she likes to develop teams. She is a a coach that plays a lot of players. She, sure. she relies on her depth. And so if you look at the minutes for Montana State, they're very spread right now. And she's hoping that that is going to help her find those winning combinations for when it counts in totally. March. But what you get concerned about is she's she's not claiming those starters. I mean, there's been some movement there at that at that two-guard position. And Leah Beatty also down low. Cola Badbear, Caitlin Lamardo, and Darian White have started every game. But she's moving other starters around. Sure. And that's something that's in, in their world. I don't, as a commentator and someone who's in the press, you look at it, you analyze scenarios. You don't get too involved in something like why she's playing sure. certain players other than looking at what they're doing on the floor. She's really not playing anyone over 20 minutes other than Darian White right now. Well, I think that there's an element here, too, that uh, they are, they know what it takes to win the whole thing. And so then you're trying to load manage a little bit, right? T- to get to that you point. You got a lot of stars. You got a lot of people that totally. can score. So you need to keep players happy. Looking at where I would be coming from, though, this is a team that commands a presence when they get on the floor. And they should be thinking about, we're going to win the big sky and get a better seating in the NCAA sure. tournament and, and have a shot. Because that's how your mindset has to flip. And that's how it flipped for me. I mean, yeah. we won four championships at Montana. Yep. I was thinking about winning the regular season. I was thinking about seating for the NCAA tournament. So when are they going to make that jump to saying, hey, 
we're going to win it, and then we're going to go play in the well, NCAA I know the scheduling was a little different when you were a player. It was. But, but I, I've always thought just broadly that this weekend and next weekend are the weekends, because we've seen a lot of times teams just sort of be up and down the first two weekends. You're at home for the first time, the students aren't back, or you're away for the first time, and then you're at home for the first time, whatever. Those first two weekends coming out of Christmas, it's a transition into league play. Everybody's feeling themselves out. It seems like almost always everybody's like two and two. The teams you thought were going to contend, you know, they're sitting there trying to find their stride. But then whoever can just put together a sweep sweep and then get a little momentum, that seems to then carry into February and March. So I think that on both the men's and women's leagues, this next two weekends are huge. It's going to be really interesting. And this is our first year back to a traditional schedule. I mean, COVID just ran our world all crazy. But the turnaround, Thursday to Saturday yeah. on these teams and, and the traditional schedule. And then also we have a few Monday games. So you're going to throw into the mix that a couple of our teams are going to see each other before they make the turn in conference. And I know on the men's side, I noticed that right away that there was just, you're going to see teams that you you're already turning the corner on and Montana has a Monday game against Eastern Washington. They've already played Eastern, but they're hosting them here sure. on Monday night. Right. Totally crazy. Uh, no, it's ESPN radio, SWX Montana television and the uh, ESPN MT app around the big sky women's hoops presented by Laird and Cowley attorneys at law professionalism, excellence, experience and relationships. That's what you can expect from Laird and Cowley, LairdCowley.com to learn more. We'll take a look at what's going down this weekend on the Big Sky Conference schedule. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Young the Giant, come back to Missoula. That was a sweet show a couple years ago down there. At the, actually, probably like four years ago now. Hopefully they come on back. If you're listening, Log Jam, that's my request. I have a lot of requests. I want John Butler Trio back, and I want uh, I want Young the Giant. I got a lot of requests. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Thursday Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Crystal Red Path. We'll be doing this next uh, Wednesday, so it's kind of a moving target here. Around uh, Hellgate. That's right. Uh, Crystal's got teenage boys. She's a mom first and foremost, so uh, we got to make sure that uh, she gets those duties taken care of first and foremost. We'll have Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops next week uh, on Wednesday. This week is presented by Laird and Cowley Attorneys at Law. Professionalism, excellence, experience, and relationships is what you can expect at Laird and Cowley, LairdCowley.com to learn more. The Big Sky Tournament is coming up quicker than you think. It's the uh, first week of March. Um, they they reorganize the days of the tournaments. Now it's a basically end of week into the middle of the next week. They did that so they can get the championship games uh, basically standalone with bigger audiences on television. But either way, we are sending a couple lucky winners to the Big Sky Tournament. We got two free tickets to the entire women's tournament plus a hotel this week. That's very fun. Uh, it's presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, uh, great friends, great supporters of ours here. I was actually just down at the firm yesterday. I was too. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is- you were there right before me. That is so interesting, meeting with Angie. It was <laughs> just right. great. Yep. Uh, Paul Ryan, Nate Holloway, Angie Miller, all uh, phenomenal attorneys and uh, any and all legal needs you might have. You can give them a call. They, their phone line is open 24-7. And more importantly, they love this community and uh, love supporting local athletics around the city of Missoula and around the state of Montana. If you want to enter in to our Big Sky Coverage giveaway, you can text us 406 888 or you can send us direct messages on Twitter at Coulter underscore Nuanez or at Skyline Sports MT or at 1029 ESPN or at Chris Redpath. All of those are available ways. So just tell us Big Sky and Boise or whatever you want to say. I want the tickets. Any and all inquiries will get you entered in and we'll pick a winner uh, later on this uh, basketball season. 
I didn't even realize this, so we were just off the mic, Krista. The scheduling in the Big Sky, it, it, it's, it hasn't been the same one time between the last nine years, I feel like. It's, something no. changes every single year. And it's, very weird with COVID. It's still a moving target. I know they're trying to figure it out. It's like 100 schedule iterations every time they're trying to release the schedule. But we have games Thursday and Saturday, tradition, like we have traditionally. Then we have some Monday games as well. I did not realize this. So... Uh, well, and because it's Bobcat Grizz coming up the next week right. in Montana, that's a one-game deal on totally. Saturday, so they had to pick up a second game. So that's where the Monday game comes So for, in terms of the Montana schools, they'll play Monday games. The Lady Grizz will return from their road trip. Lady Grizz play at Weber tonight and then in, in Pocatello against Idaho State on Saturday, and then they come home Monday to play Eastern Washington. Bobcat women are in Pokey tonight in Ogden Saturday, and then they come back to Bozeman on Monday to play Idaho. And then the men are the complete inverse of that. The men Grizz are at home tonight against Weber State. The Bobcat men at home tonight against Idaho State. Then they flip. Uh, Grizz host uh, Idaho State on Saturday. Cats host Weber State. And then same thing. The, the men's teams will go on the road. And the Grizz will play at Eastern. And the Cats will play at Idaho. That's a tough... That's a tough Three weekend. games. I mean, when you think about it, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, that's not easy. And you you look at the Lady Grizz, we can start with them having to pick up Eastern Washington on Monday. Um, they had a great game against Eastern Washington over in Cheney just two they weeks did. ago. Yep. Um, very interesting that they're seeing teams before they make the conference turn. Right. right. There'll be six um, games into the conference slate before they have the rematch with Eastern and I, I guess Eastern in the Grizz case and Idaho in the Bobcat case. That's a lot of minutes. It is. And when I look at Montana, it's going to be really critical, Coulter, for them to stay uh, stay with their game plan, trust their system, play defense, take care of the basketball, rebound the basketball, all of those things that have defined the word growth for them because I think that's exactly what it is for Montana. The other games tonight, Portland State at Northern Arizona. Sac State at Northern Colorado, and then you got uh, Montana at Weaver and uh, Montana State at Idaho State. Uh, let's start with that game in flag. How does Northern Arizona carry the momentum of this last weekend when they swept the Treasure State road trip? Well, I think if you're Coach Payne, you're looking at a word called resilience. You're looking at how are you going to be able to maintain that and continue to thrive and grow off of that amazing road trip. And that's a hard peaks and valleys to kind of, um, and, and it'll show this weekend. This weekend will be a true test for her. I think they're going to continue to try to take care of the basketball, push up tempo, look for early transition, take advantage of early offense, look to put up so many shots. They put up 25 threes a game. They are a team that will. And it, as long as they play their style of basketball, they don't want to slow down. So that's the one thing about NAU. And if I were looking at a game plan against NAU, I'd be trying, I would be trying so hard to try to slow them, make it very painful for them to get into any type of offensive rhythm. Most impressive part about Reagan Skank to me is not only her ability to push the ball, but her endurance is so incredible. That's the thing. She can just push it, and she never has to come out of the game. I mean, her fitness level is just uh, well, We've uh, talked astounding. about she's a gymnast, but yeah, I think totally. that if she plays like that out there. And absolutely. Yeah, she gives them really solid minutes. Uh, absolutely. I mean, she never looks tired. She like, just goes, goes, goes. Uh, I, I can't – if there's a dream matchup, I hope that uh, – and we, I guess it happened in Bozeman last week, but I want to see a tournament-style matchup. I want to see Darian White and Reagan Skink. We saw it in the championship game last year, but we'll see if we can get that back uh, again. For uh, Sac State at Northern Colorado, we talked uh, highly of the young Northern Colorado posts, but they, uh, they have a big-time challenge in the best center in the league. I mean, I, I call it the Alonzo morning of the big sky. Isn't on Adebo is, is dominant, and uh, that's going to be a, a tough test for Anaya Hall and the crew for Northern Colorado. Six-game winning streak yeah. playing against the team. Rolling. Like UNC, it will be challenging. But what I've noticed, Coulter, in these scores, there haven't hasn't been any blowouts. Hardly there, any blowouts. There has been uh, a point discrepancy that isn't as significant as what you would think when you look at the differences between some of these rosters. And so totally. anyone can really play with anybody in the conference race. Yeah. So I think that's a point to make. Coach Benford called off the dogs last week against Northern Colorado. I mean, they were up 32-12 to 12 at halftime, and then she played subs down the stretch. But And, and Montana State won by 21. But other than that, the scores have been... Uh, pretty darn close. How about the, uh, the the trips for the Montana schools? Uh, with Weber State losing one of their best players in Emma Torbert uh, earlier this week, that's impactful for them. More than anything, though, to me, for Weber State, it just comes down to one thing. They have had an impossible time taking care of the ball for years now. They have to not turn the ball over. They have good talent. I mean, Darren Hickok's a great player, and they have other talent. I mean, Vlada Harris gets her team to play hard, but if you're, if you're, if you're puking the ball over the court, you can't. there's not much you can do. 
Right. They've lost seven in a row. Yeah. And this is their first home game tonight for conference. So that might bring them some momentum. Sure. Boy, that's just beautiful at Weber State. I mean, don't you think that arena? Oh, I love the arena. It's just incredible. Um, but yeah, they're going to have their hands full. I mean, they didn't lose too bad to Idaho State, 52 to 65 um, in their last outing. But they are, they are going to, I mean, when you ask around the league, Coaches, players, media will say that Montana has the most talent on their roster. It's whether or not they can put it all together. Totally. And so I look at that, and I do look at that all the various positions, and I think even like a Libby Stump coming off the bench and giving them good offensive minutes yep. and points. So they're very well respected. Pick number two on both sides, and so could a Weber State disrupt that? I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Where Brian Holsinger's trying to grow. Lakers have a lot of talent. Montana State's got the most talent in the league to me. That's only because, though, I think they have the most proven talent in the league, and I also think they have well, a couple... Well, you have to give them that. I mean, that's, no, no that's, a, that's hands down. I mean, they won last year with that team. For so sure. No, and well, I'm, not, I, I'm not coming out saying that being a former Lady no, Grizz. I need to totally, clarify for totally. all of my... Montana State, Bill Lamberty would not like this. Tom Schultz. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. We know they're listening. Well, on that note, then, uh, Cats have a big ch- chance to prove it tonight. This is the biggest test the Cats have faced, save probably when they played in Moscow. Uh, Idaho State and Montana State. It's a great rivalry because of the longevity of the coaches, but it's also a great rivalry because Coach Binford likes to play, you know, spread out style, very fun, fluid. Idaho State likes to. It's ugly. They like times. to pound. They like to pound you. They like. I mean, if you're cutting across the middle of the key, you're getting an elbow. That's what. That's how Idaho State rolls. They're going to box you out. They're the most physical team in the league year in and year out, and uh, that's why it's all. It's 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 just contrasting styles. Two words, Kelly Bourne. That's Idaho State, and that's the style. I mean, she just gets in there, and she's physical. That's the side that I think Montana State, they need to prove that. The physicality that Idaho State will bring tonight will be a true test for Coach Benford and her Bobcats. Should be a fun weekend around the Big Sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference analyst here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Laird Cowley, Attorneys at Law. At Laird Cowley, the firm strives for professionalism and excellence in everything they do. Their clients deserve the very best, and Laird Cowley makes sure that they get that every single day. Laird Cowley is proud to represent individuals and businesses all throughout the Western United States. The firm actively practices in state and federal courts of Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Colorado, in addition to handling all sorts of different types of law. Visit LairdCowley.com to learn more. Last thing for you, Krista. An interdivision matchup for your San Francisco 49ers in the wild card round. First of oh all, I, you know, I knew from, you were going to hit me with from this. A, from a fan perspective, the, the new format for the playoffs is awesome because you, you get games Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But I do feel bad. It used to be the top two teams get buys. The Niners were good enough in the, this season to get a buy. You didn't get it done, though. It, it's, it's true, for sure. But uh, what do you think of the matchup with the Seahawks on Saturday? Uh, it's an emotional rivalry. For it's sure. hard to beat a team three times. Totally. I've said this to all my Seahawk friends that I have multiple wagers going on all over dinners, lunches, drinks. Wow. I mean, I got a lot riding on this game. Um, but I think I feel confident. I feel really confident with our Niners and our squad this year. So I I'm not a Seattle. I don't feel that that blue and green and all that vibe <laughs> that's not far from Missoula. It's just, yeah, not a fan. Nick Bosa for defensive MVP. On the note of wagers, how about some of the best bets from the weekend? All football all the time. Brooks Nuanas are betting sharp. And our go-to guy when it comes to analyzing the NFL, we'll talk all things NFL playoffs. This has been Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Nuanas now, hour two coming at you. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.